0: Row, jinkies, zoinks, treasure. These are just a few of the things that you might hear on this week's episode of America's most childish podcast, The Pod People. And speaking of childish, if you're living in America, happy Thanksgiving. You're sitting at the kids' table today with the Pod Boys. We didn't really realize that this was going to be our
1: Thanksgiving episode, but here we are. So, happy Turkey Day, folks. Oh, gobble, there's gobble. No, there's no turkey left, only cranberry sauce. <laughs> That's right. I I am your host, Scoobert Dubert, Esquire. You know,
2: maybe it's a confederate ghost in the mirror. Maybe it's white guilt. I'm Cleveland Mosier.
1: <laughs> How apropos for Thanksgiving. I know. I'm everyone's favorite stoner who loves dog food, Ben Sheets.
0: And we're coming at you today with something. Um, This was Cleveland's choice, and Cleveland chose to make us watch the 1998 film (laughs) Scooby-Doo on Zombie Island. You're goddamn right. Directed by people and starring those people from Scooby-Doo who have been doing it forever.
2: Oh yeah, and kicking ass.
0: Cleveland, why'd you do this?
2: Well, legitimately, why, why did I pick this movie? Yeah. Uh, several reasons. One, uh, I've been holding on to it for a little while as a choice. <laughs> uh punishment. Yeah, to your to y'all's disdain. And I finally decided uh, when I saw that it came on Netflix that that was a good excuse, uh, that Netflix has now put it up for viewing. So you lovely viewers can, if you so choose, view this uh, children's cartoon as well. Scooby-Doo on Zombie Island had a pretty big impact on me as a kid. You know, I, I think it's it's a, a pretty natural first step into the macabre, into to spooky things and this, the, the general aesthetic of spooky mysteries and things. Um, and uh, I, I think the, the franchise in general had a pretty strong impact and influence on me. And also uh, my uh, cousin Scott uh, used to work on the Scooby-Doo cartoons. So that look at that. that is also a big a big factor as well.
0: Yeah, I will say, despite my general disdain for having to talk about this children's movie on our podcast, this is, like, the definitive Scooby-Doo for me as well. Mm -hmm. This is the one that I watched the most as a kid. My mom made an illegal VHS copy of it from Blockbuster, and uh, I watched it, like, on repeat. Um, When I think of Scooby-Doo, this is the movie that I think of. That being said... I kind of wish we hadn't watched it and that my (laughs) nostalgia for it could remain pristine because it is a children's movie. It's extremely
2: childish and... I didn't like watching it, really. Oh. (laughs) Well, I'm I'm, I'm sorry. I had a great time. It was nice revisiting it and seeing how
1: it held up. It was only like 76 minutes. And it felt longer, honestly. It did feel... um, um, Did you grow up watching this one, Ben? I'm going to age myself here, but with someone who had a younger brother and the youngest of us three, the definitive Scooby-Doo movie for me was the live-action Scooby-Doo. Oh, man. Ouch. See,
0: that one I would have been more okay talking about because that that was way weirder. Yes. Uh, Written Uh, by James Gunn, Yes,
1: originally it was supposed to be a hard R-rated stoner comedy Scooby-Doo, which I would have much rather seen personally but the studio was not having that. But yeah, I, I have seen this one before, but it is not the definitive Scooby-Doo for me. And while I enjoy my memories of scooby-doo uh it's one of those things it's great as a memory i don't think it really holds up in practice my problem with scooby-doo as an adult is that it's fucking annoying (laughs)
0: yes (laughs) and uh i i think that there is in in terms of like the animated scooby-doos this one is relatively unique in the sense that it features the legitimately paranormal and not
2: just, uh... You know, guys in masks. Well, yeah, that's that's a, one of the the most notable factors about this film, in my opinion, is it was the first to do that, and one of the only to to make the monster actually a a monster and uh-huh. not a guy in a suit. And when you're a kid and you're used to watching the TV show, like it's mind blowing. It's, it's just, right. it just it just rocks your your fucking world. Oh my
0: god, there's real zombies in this one.
2: Yeah, and I love it for that, especially too. Like something that that really like put a smile on my face was seeing, like, how much it's foreshadowed. And that goes for, like, children's uh, narratives in general. Like, usually a lot of additional foreshadow is required for, like, the kids to keep track of the plot. And so it's regularly hinted that this time it's going to be different. I love that. Like, it was it was fun looking back at that, really, like, how clearly it's laid out. Very much so. Very much so. But I I, I still think the reveal, some of the reveals are pretty metal
1: um, and uh, are pretty fun. The cat lady reveals. Mm-hmm. It was uh, ahead of its time Time for the internet, you know, cat lady furries before <laughs> furries. Yeah. Yes, um,
2: we'll get into that um, uh, <laughs> w- definitely. But uh, we're to really, we're to really start on well, this one. Um, before,
0: before we do, if y'all will indulge me, I have prepared something special for this episode. Oh, okay. That I think is a good way to lead in. Please. Um, I was very concerned about being able to talk about this movie because it's a kid's movie and there's not honestly i don't think that much to talk about so rather than just going in blind with my notes like i usually do i did something truly heinous and uh you were joking about having an essay on this movie before the podcast i actually wrote an essay on this movie (laughs) this afternoon
1: why
2: what? Yeah, you wrote an essay on it? I wrote an
0: essay to read on the podcast so we would have content what? for Scooby Doo on Zombie Island. Yeah. If you, I could talk about this
1: movie all day, but you know, that's fine. Cl- if you if you wrote a whole essay. Of cinema, I sleep. <laughs> Scooby Doo Zombie Island. <laughs> Real shit, here we go. Real shit,
0: here we go. I wrote I wrote a it's a this is a nine paragraph essay. <laughs> <laughs> that serves as, it doubles as a plot synopsis and as a thematic analysis of Scooby-Doo on Zombie Island. I was like,
2: right? yeah, there's not going to be much of a discussion, but... Sure I, there I, is. All right. We can discuss. Okay, I'll just read away, I suppose. I mean if you're offended, I don't have to. Cleveland's I offended. No, I, I just I didn't he, expect that. He has
1: been upstage so much. For the first time in maybe the the history of the podcast, Cleveland took notes on a movie. I did. It, it, or Scooby Doo. Well,
2: I was pretty drunk. I just wanted to remember everything and uh, you know. So. You'll
0: still be, I think you'll still be able to talk about your stuff. Anyway. All right, here we go. <clears throat> Scooby-Doo on Zombie Island is a triumphant examination of a gang of lifelong friends and their sentient but dim-witted dog's harrowing journey into a waking nightmare that leaves them questioning the nature of existence and evil itself. The dark, mysterious bayous of Louisiana provide a backdrop that not only poignantly mirrors the shadowy condition of the human soul, but also (laughs) the muddy obfuscation of morality brought about by Desperation. The film begins with Mystery Inc. being chased through a foreboding castle by the creature from the Black Lagoon, enraged by having somehow found himself in a rain slicked bastion upon a mountain where no self respecting swamp creature would feel at home. The ska rendition of the iconic Scooby Doo theme transports the viewer back through time to the year 1998, a more innocent time when we could simply skank our worries away. <laughs> the jarring disjoint <laughs> okay, between is amazing. the jarring disjoint between monster and manner is clarified at last with the reveal that once again these hijinks were the work of a confused elderly oligarch attempting to increase his material wealth through criminal means disillusioned with their monotonous role in futilely unmasking the economy of fear presided over by the wealthy elite the gang goes their separate ways Destitute, Scooby and Shaggy find themselves becoming an extension of the very iron fist of authority that their carefree spirits have long rejected, seeking employment as airport security. It seems too horrible to be true. Our beloved innocent dunces have become narcs. More distressing still... In this pre-911 world, their day-to-day consists of rooting out and confiscating exotic sausages and cheeses to be hoarded in a colossal airport evidence pantry that would put the larders of the most opulent Bavarian royalty to shame. Contrastingly, Thelma finds herself trapped in a comfortable <laughs> but unsatisfying existence, reliving the past commodified, dealing with the very mystery story she longs to be living once again. Only Daphne Blake retains the joie de vivre to keep the belief in authentic mystery and adventure alive as she spearheads a paranormal investigation television show accompanied by hapless simp Fred Jones. (laughs) Daphne alone has kept the crushing nihilism at bay enough to maintain a childlike belief in the unknown. She will soon wish she had been more cautious in her eagerness. Planning a series of investigations in Louisiana, the most haunted place in America, Daphne and Fred reunite the gang, who come running without hesitation, begging the question why they separated in the first place. (laughs) They fall back into their comfortable roles almost immediately, wasting no time in trying to feed shaggy dog food, who, poor and stupid as he is, gobbles it up with gusto. We see their journey across Louisiana in montage, foiling ill-planned caper after ill-planned caper in the heart of Cajun country, as an upbeat musical number laments the airsats quality of the ghouls and ghosts they encounter, to Daphne's growing dismay. At last, they meet the charming and sultry Lena, a personal chef who invites them to visit her employer's house on, as she assures them, the authentically haunted Moonscar Island. What follows is a tonally confusing journey by boat with a cartoonish caricature of a Cajun ferryman named Jacques, during which Scooby-Doo is outsmarted by a catfish named Big Mona, resulting in he and Shaggy narrowly avoiding a grisly death in the jaws of a pair of alligators, saved only by a crocodile Dundee-style fisherman named Snakebite Scruggs and his catfish-sniffin'-hog mojo. (laughs) Despite saving them, Snakebite makes clear his deep-abiding hatred for tourists. Does he hate them enough to kill them? Likely, yes, as will be revealed later. (laughs) Landing upon the island, the gang at last meets the lady of Moonscar Manor, Miss Lenoir, who explains that the island is named for the notorious pirate Morgan Moonscar, who is rumored to have buried his treasure here. Did someone say treasure? Fred's boner for bullion is practically bursting from his breeches rivaled only by his boner for Lena, who similarly wins the love of Scooby and Shaggy with her seemingly bottomless pot of gumbo. Daphne jealously reacts to Fred's infatuation by flirting ferociously with the disgruntled gardener Beau, further cementing the bizarre cycle of mutual cucking that defines Fred and Daphne's relationship. We quickly learn that the pirates are not the extent of the island's dark history. Moonscar Island is home to a pepper plantation that has existed since the island's antebellum days. It seems that the island is indeed haunted by the specter of slavery. Distressingly, this does not seem to even moderately concern any of the characters, whose callous attitude towards the suffering and exploitation of laborers extends so far as to suspect both malicious intentions, simply because he's rightfully enraged by the indifferent destruction of his weeks of landscaping work through the moronic antics of Scooby-Doo, as he chases the dozens of cats kept by Miss Lenoir. This antagonistic relationship with the feline denizens of the island serves largely as a vessel for a tiresome bit where Scooby-Doo repeatedly emphasizes that he is, in fact, too stupid to realize that he is a dog, ultimately leaving Scooby and Shaggy (laughs) exiled from the manor, forced to eat hot peppers in the mystery machine until they are driven to quench their scorched mouths by gulping gallons of dirty swamp water. (laughs) The seemingly masochistic obsession with the Infernal Peppers deftly mirrors the Promethean flame that drives the gang's relentless quest for truth. (laughs) After a terrifying series of unexplainable paranormal sightings, including a spectral pirate scratching some spooky words on a wall, Velma levitated hornily without the use of wires and magnets and the ghost of Robert E. Lee appearing inside of a mirror, the gang is at last forced to confront the reality of the supernatural when a sickly green light raises an army of zombies from the swamp. Fred, unwavering in his skepticism, tries to unmask a zombie pirate, instead removing its entire head, resulting in a game of hot potato that is more macabre than amusing. This revelation shakes the gang to their cores, with the exception of Scooby and Shaggy, whose simple minds are just as easily frightened by men in masks, despite their long history of hoax-busting. The gang are chased through the night by a potpourri of zombies, from pirates to Confederate soldiers, and even a pair of Bermuda-shirt-clad tourists, snakebites of past victims, perhaps? As another musical number helpfully informs the viewer that it is, indeed, the scary part. The horrifying revelations do not end here, however. The gang's investigations lead them to a subterranean shrine dedicated to the worship of the pagan cat god of the island's original settlers, where they discover, to Fred's horny dismay, that Lena and Miss Lenoir are ancient ghoulish cat creatures who traded their souls to wreak vengeance on Morgan Moonscar and his crew after brutally feeding the settlers to alligators 200 years prior. In exchange for immortality... The cat creatures must lure victims to the island, each harvest moon to drain them of their vital life essence. Too late, our heroes realized that the ghosts and zombies were simply trying to warn them of the impending peril. The gang and Bo are immobilized with the use of wax voodoo dolls, and are forced to watch in horror as the feline femme fatales begin to drain the life force from Shaggy and Scooby. But before they can finish sucking their shit dry, a horde of zombies bursts into the Eldritch Sanctuary, distracting the beasts long enough for Velma to reshape the wax dolls into likenesses of Lena and Miss Lenoir instead, holding them at bay until the harvest moon passes its zenith, breaking the curse at last. As the cat creatures are reduced to bone and ash, the restless spirits of the undead are finally freed. As the eerie green light disperses for the last time, the tiny ghost of Robert E. Lee salutes the gang and offers them a relieved, Thank y'all, before disappearing forever. The final betrayal of the audience is the revelation that the long-suffering proletarian Beau was actually an incompetent undercover cop investigating the disappearance on the island and being characteristically useless when danger reared its ugly feline head. Ultimately, Daphne's curiosity was satisfied beyond her belief, biting off more of the supernatural than she could chew. But rather than dissuading them from their lives as paranormal investigators... This narrow brush with true Faustian evil and death bolsters the gang's resolve more than ever, fueling a further 22 years and counting of solving formulaic mysteries and foiling the harebrained schemes of eccentric millionaires. If this inspiring tale does not instill in us the boldness to persevere in the face of the repetitive and banal evils of modern existence, I don't know what will. And with that, I will leave you with those timeless words of the tiny ghost of Robert E. Lee that ring ceaselessly through time. Thank y'all. Thank you for coming to my TED Talk. How do we, wow. How
1: do we follow that? Incredible.
2: <laughs> uh, with applause. Uh, I. Uh, I- Holy shit, uh, thank you for bringing some incredible fucking content to this episode. That took me two um, hours to write. I Jesus! I I did
1: that. Good lord. Oh, yeah. Uh, I- Okay wait,
2: okay Why? next level I'm speechless next uh, level
1: uh, shit post
2: Yeah frankly um uh outstanding uh, amazing <laughs> Well now we
0: can start to talk about some of those things that I hinted at in depth
2: Yeah yeah another way of a full <laughs> plot synopsis um uh Yeah now we can just refer to the plot instead yeah, of
0: having to explain things better, as we go
2: Oh my god uh, incredible uh thank you <laughs> You're Thank welcome. you for that Um what a delight let's start at the top um, and just and just work our way you know back down uh with you know some some silly little bits because uh, I have a couple of notes um please uh, I've
0: spoken long enough yeah my, uh, work um, here, my work here is done yeah you
2: you you put in you put in good work and I appreciate you for it um I'm gonna agree i was I was pretty pretty shocked by uh Shaggy and scoob becoming narcs. yeah what the, um, fuck was yeah, that? What the hell uh in, incredible frankly i mean it, it is it is kind of funny like the idea of like you know like the the, the stoner
1: you went to high school with becoming a cop Scooby-Do um, becoming a cocaine sniffing drug dog is it's a pretty good bit.
2: Yeah. Um, but uh the the the, the additional reveal of, of them being uh in it in it for the drugs and or the sausages and cheese that they're 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 finding is pretty yeah. goddamn
1: funny. Like I, I thought that was a great bit.
0: Just goes to show that they don't drug test to become a TSA agent. Oh, yeah, no doubt. <laughs> the uh,
1: fact that they opened up that closet and it was only food is just so quaint. <laughs> it's, it's, it's
2: wholesome and hilarious. Love, we replaced love, all the contraband drugs and yeah. stuff for, like, something, like, kid-friendly. So yeah, it's I all how like charming meats it is and that that's all they
0: confiscate from <laughs>
2: uh, what, what, <laughs> for
0: people at the airport yeah. is just illegal meats and cheeses. See, and, like,
2: that's, that's the perspective, like, I love to come at this sort of thing from is, like, the, the, like the adult creators. You know, like, having to make this thing and, like, where they can throw in little jokes like that for themselves. And, like, I I really appreciate those little things. I think they're 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 fucking hilarious, frankly. Uh, especially the stuff, too, like, with Fred's relationship with Daphne and just how particularly fucked up it is it, uh, yeah. is, is incredible. I, I never realized when I, when like I, I was sexu- a the child. The
0: sexual tension is insane. It's ridiculous. And they literally just go around cucking each other. Yeah. To make each other jealous. Yeah, but, like, <laughs> the thing is, is
2: because, like, they have to make... Maintained that will they won't they with them like throughout the entire series um there's no resolution on it so it's just like this like maintained level of like awful tension between the two of them it's it's terrible yeah give me
0: give me the scooby-doo where daphne and
2: don't say it don't don't no okay well yeah i'm sure it's somewhere online come on Uh, just just say date Um, (laughs) and then additionally too like let's talk about shaggy eating dog food and, yeah. and what that means, right? Because why, why, why is he eating dog food? Right. That's something that like and, I never
0: stopped to ponder as a child in all of my time watching Scooby Doo. That like Scooby snacks are dog food, and Shaggy loves them. Right. Yeah.
2: Well, see, here's here's what I've I've come to accept. Okay, is the reality, and that's that Shag is a goddamn lazy, filthy hippie. Yes. Right. Shout out to hippies. He is just too lazy to support himself. So, like the other members of the team, they aren't going to financially support him. Like no, they're, so they're over that shit. Dog and food. you know that that conversation happened at some point, right? Well, I mean,
0: do you see how much he fucking eats? Yeah. Well, how could yeah. you
2: support? That's no, the no one can. Thing no is, can. like
1: half of this movie is just Scooby Doo and Shaggy eating. Different things, yeah, or just and, people eating. It's yeah, insane yeah. how much the of this majority movie is just of the food Most Shaggy eats is human food. So, like the addition of eating dog treats <laughs> won't add that much to his diet. It won't add that much to fulfill his stomach, his insatiable hunger. <laughs>
2: Yeah Insane. he really is just like Azathoth just like continually <laughs> moving throughout like the the world just eating the blind idiot god
0: devouring and yeah.
2: gnawing at the, at the fabric of time yeah you know, uh, Shaggy. Shaggy Shaggy. Thank you. Very good. We got there at the same time. Very good. Incredible. Yeah. So, like, he's too lazy to support himself. So he just instead of like actually trying to get a job or like some sort of means to pay for whatever, he just uh, eats dog food.
0: Yeah. Um, well, I mean, he's obviously capable of getting a job. He did get a job as an as airport security. But even
2: still, it was to. But get I mean,
0: yeah, it was just to eat. I, that was that was the, the reason. But it means that in somebody's mind, Shaggy is hireable, which is wild to think about. Well,
2: but hireable by the TSA, which checks out. That yeah, really checks that out. Does check out. Yeah,
0: it's probably about the only place he could get hired. Yeah. <laughs>
2: Yeah, uh and uh, as you said like Fred is is really the ultimate simp. And uh to 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 bring it home, we get the opening sequence uh with the the ska rendition of Scooby Doo which is fan fucking fantastic. <laughs> it cuts to several years in the future when they've gone their separate ways and they all have their own little gigs. And, you know, Daphne is on a TV interview talking about her show where Fred is the one-man production crew. Yep. They, and they say that there. And it hasn't cut – the camera hadn't cut to Fred at that point, which is like, oh, yeah, and Fred is like my, – my my friend Fred is like my one-man production crew, you know, basically doing like an entire production crew's worth of work for her. Yep. <laughs> likely for free. Also producing. I'm I'm willing to bet. Yeah, And producing. And I I made the jokes like cut to Fred like deep bags under his eyes like miserable and tired um, uh, like and just like the the, the ultimate simp you know just like doing whatever he can for Daphne for like no reward or anything. Amazing. And if it wasn't for like the flirting we could just say it's a wholesome plutonic relationship and that's fine. Like we could just say that. But we can't. But you can't. We can't because, because there's all the, the, the cocking that goes on uh during this. It's ridiculous. I, I love it. Uh it's a stitch. Uh Thelmo remains pure uh and is running a bookstore called Mystery Inc., INK, which I thought was a very fun play on words. Like the little things like that. They're they're fun, they're delightful. The gang gets back together and cue the song It's fake, which is Great. It's I'll a sprinkle fucking... in little
0: samples of every song in this movie somewhere in the episode. Please do. Maybe it's there.
2: a goddamn bop. Another scary night, another spooky fright, and we just might be in danger. Oh, well, the ghost is here, and it's always a fake. The ghost is here, there's no reason to shake. The
0: ghost is here, I'll give us a break, It's fake.
2: The others, all right. You know, like the, the intro, oh, you know, the intro's rad. This one, fucking rules. The one a little later on where it's talking about, like, we're at the scary part has been stuck in my head all day, which is my curse, and I, I, I own that. I, I recognize this is what I get for picking a children's movie. You
0: reap what you sow. Yeah, um,
2: it's a terrifying time. It, it's been stuck in my head. I cannot get it out. Um, it's terror time again. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Well, and then it ends with, it's a terrifying time. Like that. Yeah. So it's, it's been, it's just been on loop. Misery. Just, just misery all day over that. But. Um, this other song, though, with the It's Fake, I love it. It's great. Legitimate bop. That song fucking rules. And again, too, that that idea of, like, reinforcing, like, in the, the kids' minds, you know, like, the monsters are always fake. The monsters are always fake. Just so you really get that, so that when you, you have the subversion, it blows your goddamn so lid real. off. It's like, oh my
0: god. Yeah,
1: holy shit. No, Who'd have thought? The well, amazing. The fact that they brought on Third Eye Blind to do some of the music. Wait, what? Really? Yeah. It's Third Eye yeah. Yeah. Blind? Yeah. It was in the credits. So good. <laughs> awesome. It says everything that needs to be said wow. about the Oh music god, I just complimented a third eye blind song. It's oh, it's so in, in twenty twenty. What have I done? Yeah. Maybe enough time
2: has passed that I can I don't know. God damn, I don't don't call me Superman. Uh alright, so uh 2020, third eye blind is good again. Mm, here we
0: here we are. Uh,
2: so they're on their the the montage ends and they get to the French Quarter, uh, where there's a fun bit where Fred is eating uh, beignets. Yep. Um. Uh. Not to be confused with. Uh, um. <laughs> yeah. Fuck. What's it called? Uh. Benoit balls? No, the uh, the the little uh, uh, toilet splasher is what are those called. Bidets. Bidets. Yeah, not to be confused with bidets.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ! What a know. journey that <laughs> was.
2: <laughs> you can just cut all that. I
0: don't think I don't think I will.
2: <laughs> okay, that's fine. Well, all right. So, um, uh, yeah, and then and then I just cut straight ahead to Morgan Moonscar is legitimately a dope name, and I'll die on that hill. Uh, yeah, I
0: mean, if I was a pirate, that would be a pretty cool name. Yeah,
2: Moonscar yeah, is rad. For
0: sure. And uh, why
2: do they call him Moonscar? Because he's got a moon-shaped scar on his face. He sure
0: does. And
2: uh, I don't know, I'd, I'd fight Bloodborne Boss Morgan <laughs> Moonscar. Uh, it'd be a rad fight. Uh, that would be a cool Bloodborne Boss. <laughs> I have also written here, uh, pause for Tease to do imitation uh, of the boat driver. Oh
0: god, of shock! Of yeah, shock, the yeah. the fucking, uh, the <laughs> fucking will you bring you on this boat that is uh, Scrugs Scruggs <laughs> <laughs> him, him hey tourists yeah
1: <laughs>
0: it's lo- like not a good Cajun accent either <laughs> It's just like super cartoonish. No, it's I amazing.
1: love that he has a warthog as a pet. Well, that's too. Snakebite. Yeah, that's Snakebite. That's that's Snakebite right perfect, different yeah, guy. A different dogs.
2: guy. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Snakebite. Snakebite Scruggs, um, named after assumedly Earl Scruggs, uh, the banjo player. Snakebite Scruggs is voiced by Mark Hamill, of all people, which is a delight. Instead of having a dog, he has a, a pet swamp hog for smelling catfish, which. Don't know how that works. Yeah, I'm
1: not sure if that.
2: Just I've, heard of a truffle,
0: I've heard of a truffle pig, but never a catfish hog. You know, you know
2: what's funny is I, m- I remember like, commenting on it's like, checks out to me, and y'all were like, how does that check out? And what fucking way does that check out? And my thought was, like, redneck logic. And then I just have a note underneath that that says frog sticking and nothing else. <laughs> um, uh, uh, which which I knew people who did go and do back in Bama in high school, go and stab frogs with a skewer and eat their legs like See, degenerates. That's
1: much less uh, weird to me than taking a warthog, a, a land, a swamp hog even, yeah. a land animal, and having them chase a catfish. They just scare them off. Right. Yeah. yeah that, how would that?
2: Unless how swamp hogs hog? eat catfish and it's like a whole thing that we don't know about. I'm familiar with noodling. Like I'm
0: willing to to bet this is just children's movie logic and we're not supposed to be thinking about it this much. Yeah, but that's
2: part of the fun. I also really appreciated the, after all of the, I guess, third eyed blind songs. Um, uh, The like the classical scoring when they first get to the the big the big house, the big mansion uh, and Scooby's chasing around the cats. It's all classically scored and it's very fun. I enjoyed that. Very Mickey Mousey. Yeah. And uh, I thought I thought it set the spooky tone nicely with the 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 big the big strings, the big orchestral stuff and that they actually shelled out like enough cash to do you know to have a big score uh, oh and, and my next note is uh pepper plantation most definitely haunted with slaves <laughs> yes um uh which is interesting because of all the zombies of all the ghosts in it no slaves no slaves you know like so this is a pepper plantation but like we we're just looking over that fact which is weird to me like there's so many like well, it's not weird to me. It's a kids show, yeah. kids movie, so like it's just yeah. it's a weird like kids way don't for know them about to slavery. Yeah, like that they, they dance around it with um, like you see Civil War, like Confederacy, like Civil War ghosts and stuff.
0: Well, but- yeah, they say there were Confederate barracks on the island.
2: Yeah, but we don't talk but about. There's, but there's also
0: during the the big zombie chase at the end. There's also some Union soldiers in there, yeah. which implies that there was a battle on this island during the Civil War,
2: assumedly. Never yeah. meant,
0: they never talk about that. Mm-hmm. Nope. Yeah. But the ghost of Robert E. Lee is hanging around.
2: Oh, yeah, that's for sure. Uh, oh, I, I have a nice moment where they're in the house and the ghost write one of the ghosts writes uh, "Get out" on the wall. Yep, and uh, in front
0: of them. That's when the the first like how how they how did they do this? Mm-hmm. You know, where's the where's the the contraption?
2: Yeah, and uh, 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 Thelma is rendered pretty useless throughout. Like uh, the her this name movie. is Velma. By Vel- by Thelma yeah, is rendered <laughs> uh,
1: uh,
2: pretty useless throughout the uh, good. Uh, pretty useless throughout the the movie because normally. She's the one who presents, like, the scientific logic and gives us the aha. But in this case, like, she has nothing to work with. Um, And
1: they don't give
2: her anything else to do. She did
1: do a pretty good job of destroying that lady's kitchen wall. With a spatula, (laughs) she did, Um,
2: and we'll get to that. But uh, oh, also like multiple, like they also take multiple uh, opportunities to try and get a give a Velma upskirt, which I thought was a weird choice, Velma upskirt. Um, uh, But enough about that. Uh, During while they're filming the get out being written on the wall, Daphne calls cut, but Fred keeps rolling. (laughs) Yeah, mad respect. And that I thought lie. that was great. And I want a little bit more respect back from him. So it's not, you know, he's a simp, but, like, he does, you know, he, he did, like, take some initiative. The thing and I what, love... what's funny about it, too, is, like, Daphne calls cut, Fred keeps rolling, and then two seconds later she says, keep rolling, Fred. She just loves ordering Fred around.
1: Like, there's no. And he
0: loves it, too. He I loves know. being ordered around. Yeah, and, and, you know,
1: I get, that's fine if that's their thing. Did um... you notice that when they were re-watching that footage, it cut to a close-up?
0: No, because she asked him to enhance and we have this whole part where he's like, no, before that,
1: like it cut. Ahead, closer up to it. Oh, before she yeah, had him yeah, enhance the yeah. image.
0: Yeah. Oh man, nice. that I do love that part where she's like, she's like, Fred, can you enhance that image? He's like, he's like, yeah, let me darken the the colors and bring up the contrast and <laughs> crush the blacks and just like uh, just uh, doing all of this like <laughs> on a little DV camera, <laughs> yeah, on a little DV <laughs> camera that
1: allows them to see uh, the ghost. Carving the words in with a sword. Love that. If only all cameras had the ghost finding feature. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, they really
0: should. I feel like we've,
1: uh, we're at the point. We have the technology.
2: We
0: have the technology. We can rebuild them to make them see ghosts. Someone get
1: Zach Baggins on the phone.
2: Yes. Right now. Call Zach Baggins. (laughs) So at this point in the movie, when they've just gotten to the mansion, I already have a note saying another food montage immediately after the first i can see the animators reading the script and losing their minds and then there was (laughs) another one and then another one and then we just realized the whole movie is food centered (laughs) like anytime they're going anywhere it's it's food it's food related. yeah
0: and shaggy and shaggy keeps being like at the end of every scene he keeps being like or somebody will mention food. He'll be like, food, great, I'm starving. And then in the scene, there'll be a montage of him eating. Cut to the next scene. Somebody mentions food. He's like, I'm starved. <laughs> Cut to him. It's like, he's... He is...
2: Bottomless. I'm. I'm just imagining like a Tarantino-esque like note card and string breakdown of this film's plot line, and like like using the string string for motive, and they're just being two colors: ghosts and food. Like, and just like each scene is like tied to the next, or each character motive is just like brings us to each location because of either food or ghost. Which I will say is still more than like a lot of like fighting movies or like kung fu films where it's just like you know an excuse for another fight set, but like. Jesus yeah, that's what Christ. those movies are about. So much
1: food eating. When you think um, about it, it's the perfect Thanksgiving movie.
0: Oh yeah, <laughs> it, it just really is. All food. <laughs> yeah, we did it. Great <laughs> job, guys. Uh, yeah, it like when they first walk into the house, Lena tells Shaggy and Scooby that they can like. Well, they ask if they can taste the gumbo, which is still on the stove, still cooking for dinner. And she says, of course, help yourselves. And they proceed to eat like three bowls in a row immediately. And then surprisingly, there was still enough left over for dinner. I was expecting it to just be gone by the time we got (laughs) to dinner because Shaggy and Scooby ate it all. Like, why? They wouldn't (laughs) leave any behind. Why would, like, you can't leave shaggy and scooby alone with food that is supposed to be for people to eat later we saw what happened at the
2: airport
1: oh yeah they
0: ate everything in the room
1: mm-hmm. degenerates
0: fucking dunces yeah we like, didn't
1: even mention how horrifyingly bloated they got after they oh, that's know. why i said degenerates <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> Oof. it's a weird thing for them
2: man yeah they they mm, we're not gonna get into that so uh <laughs> Right, so my next note uh, cuts back to what you mentioned on uh, you, what you mentioned a moment ago, Ben, and that is uh, that after the ghost right gets out on it, Thelma. Who has nothing else to do because she can't science anything? Just scrapes back all of the 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 fucking paint and like special, drywall, yeah. like just like yeah, like like just tears into their host's wall. Yep, for with, uh, with little cause. But I, I should we should also mention that
0: they really did show up there uninvited. Yep. like Lena invited them, but she did not. Yeah, and Lena. Later, of course, it's like they have to
2: lure people to the island so they can. Uh, Lena's set up to be the help. right like we're just uh but like uh yeah that she's like
0: and she's like yeah just come like you're looking for real hauntings just all of you with your big stupid talking dog just uh just come back to the island and where i work or in the kitchen um destroy my plantation yeah destroy eat all my food (laughs) yeah please (laughs) and it's like the lady of the house is just like cool with it
2: yeah it's like oh yeah we do learn later on why she's right. cool with it. So like actually her motives all check out. Like like her getting mad about it makes sense. She hates them. She hates humans. Um, you know, but still lets them in because she wants to eat them. So, like, you know, eat their souls or whatever. So, like, yeah, it, it works. It um, works. uh, But, no, I do have written down where, where, like, Thelma, when she, like, breaks apart the, the wall, um, the next, like, the next scene is the people coming in being like, Thelma, why did you dig into the fucking wall? And I just have a note where it's Velma. God, I keep saying, <laughs> I keep saying. Like, said Thelma um, so many times uh, now. Where, anyway, like, they, they, they go with, like, uh, Velma, why, why did you do that to the wall? And she just, like, looks down at the book and she's like, well, Jinkies, you know, according to this book, I could do whatever the the fuck i want <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, i thought that was good yeah um, she,
0: she scrapes off the wall and it just says maelstrom in big red letters because mm-hmm. apparently they built the plantation house out of morgan
2: moonscar's ship yeah it's kind of rad um
0: i mean yeah <laughs> but like doesn't
2: it doesn't make sense but it's rad it doesn't make sense. um so they see the pepper plantation they see the whole f- they see fields of peppers right uh, when they first walk up to the, the house. hottest peppers in Louisiana. Yep. They get them in the kitchen as well. And and then later on that evening, uh, when Shaggy and Scooby have to go back to their van, the cats are awful or whatever, and they have to leave their van or whatever, and they're being chased around, and they find another bush that has peppers on it. Yep. And they act like it's the first fucking time they've ever seen peppers. No, no, no. Like, What's happening specifically
0: is Scooby is being chased by Mojo, the catfish sniffing hog. Okay, where? Because they come across Snakebite Scruggs again. <laughs> and... Shaggy starts chasing after them to try and help Scooby and runs past a pepper bush mm-hmm. and stops in
2: mortal peril,
0: stops, lets his dog continue to be chased by a enormous, angry, feral yeah. hog, F- further submitting that Shaggy a miserable says, person and says, I can't pass up an opportunity like this <sighs> and starts loading his pockets with peppers, even though there are Bushels and bushels and bushels of
2: peppers back at the house. So clearly, Shaggy has smoked so much weed that he has like dementia levels of short-term memory loss. <laughs> like yeah. and that's that is my next theory.
0: I think uh, you're on to something.
2: Yeah, like like he's probably forgotten about the zombies and ghosts before they even like get back to land. He's got like yeah, literal that's dementia. Why, you can that's is why. That's why you and the dog Scooby food. are
0: so scared. Every time, even though they know it's always going to be somebody in a mask, why they're still terrified because short term memory, they keep forgetting that it's always a dude in a mask every time they think yeah. it's a real
1: monster. You have a stupid dog and the man with the, a brain of a dog, A
0: stupid dog who
1: doesn't know he's a dog. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when
2: Morgan Moonscar animates, um, my note is exactly like Hellraiser. Yeah, uh-huh. it is kind of a Hellraiser thing and Yeah, you? like he's a skeleton and like he falls out of the hole and then like as he rises up, like he slowly gains flesh. Like I thought it was rad. And again too, like
0: it's pretty tight. that part did used to scare me when I was little. Oh, same. me. I, I thought the zombies were pretty scary when I was a kid. Yeah,
2: no, I remember that scene, they get to the big hole. Uh, and they they fall into it or whatever Yeah, and, which is just there for some reason Why is yeah. that a big hole there? Oh, no, they actually do explain that Um, do they? uh, Yeah, uh, surprisingly um, uh, Bo is the FBI agent That's why he was digging around for stuff
0: Oh, oh yeah, I guess that's
2: right yeah. I didn't say they explained it well But they do explain it It's a
0: and- big, perfectly rectangular hole That is too deep to climb out of Once you fall in Except they do climb out of it Well, I mean, because Sco- Shaggy climbs on top of Scooby To climb out and then drags Scooby be up after him but if bo was out there digging by himself how did he get out it's a perfectly rectangular like smooth walled hole like he had to have some like equipment or something like a backhoe
1: now who's over analyzing the brought children's hair with him that's what that's I, what we're here to do. did just, you not hear my essay I'm that just i wrote imagining <laughs> Bo trying to explain <laughs> his job. Oh yeah, I'm I'm deep cover right now. I'm deep undercover <laughs> at this pepper plantation, digging holes. This lady's lawn, pretending to be a day laborer. Yeah, right. Getting paid three dollars an hour. And they said he'd been there for months. Yeah.
0: And he hadn't uncovered uncovered.
2: Anything. I, I can see like the the scene like before all uh, before the film takes place of like Bo like like talking to like his his FBI boss being like look anything other than a desk job please I just I need to get back in the field and the guy's like anything and then just you know now he's here. <laughs> um We see yeah so like like Moonscar animating I thought was was pretty cool uh, in in both uh, uses of the word because he like raises his skeletal finger and like flesh creeps across it like very hellraiser y. Um, and surprising to me that they could get away with it. Uh, like, like there's a lot of like animated flash and like pseudo gory stuff going on in this movie. Yeah, no and,
0: blood, of course. No, there's no blood, um,
2: but like because they're all dry zombies, conveniently. Right, um, and
0: well, I mean, there there is the part where Fred also just like pulls the zombie's head off, and they just like start like tossing it around.
2: Oh, we're get, yeah, we'll get to that because like that that's. Uh, probably my biggest bullet of all. Um, yeah, once <laughs> once the gang does... Well, we'll, well start, uh, skip to there. Like, when the gang is in the woods, they're all being chased by the zombies, and they find the one, and Fred tries to prove that it's not by ripping its goddamned head off. Yeah. Like,
1: holy shit. It reminds me of that scene in Tropic Thunder, when i think it was robert downey jr picks up a a decapitated head and thinks it's a movie prop and starts playing with it like a puppet (laughs) and it's just like it's so macabre when you think about it it's a
2: literal corpse and and they're (laughs) throwing it around like a hot potato yep like it's the the comedy's gone like it's just just horrifying uh i love it and then it's Uh, and then then
0: then its head lands back in its lap and it just puts it on its neck upside down and then screws it it screws
1: its head on yeah it's like the worst way to put on a head
2: (laughs) (laughs) yeah insane like absolutely like wild they got away with it yeah, and then I, my my next note, of course, is like Daphne talking, flirting with Bo, you know, saying like you know like Cucks Fred again, saying he's kind of cute. And I just have a, a note written down where it's like it's their own fault slash fetish, uh, not a will they won't they. <laughs> yeah,
0: right. It's, it's
2: it's not even that anymore. Like they're they're into some weird shit, and like that's what it's about now. Like it it's not a will they won't they. Like goddamn. Man, so
0: I while we're on the subject of Bo. Uh, I want to go in a little more <laughs> in depth into something I, I mentioned in my essay. It's like, obviously, with the Scooby-Doo formula, you have to set up a couple of red herrings, you sure. know, because the reveal has to be a surprise. So it's like you got to set up a couple of people who it's like, oh, yeah, they're they're the villain. They're going to be the one unmasked at the end. And, you know, we've got like we've got Snakebite Scruggs for that. And we've also got Bo and they really
2: lean heavy on the, on, like, suspecting Bo. Yeah, well, I guess that is, like, like Thelma Velma's job, like, that she's walking around, like, like being like, you're probably bad! Yeah, she's like, there's something off about him. But the only thing that's
0: off about him is that he's pissed at these strangers and their big stupid talking dog showing up unannounced messing up weeks worth of his landscaping work by Scooby charging through the yard, digging up holes and Mm -hmm. breaking planters and shit. And and everybody having a completely blase attitude about that. They're even like, sorry about the damage that Scooby did and some and and Lena's just like, oh, don't worry, Bo will fix it. <laughs> and it's like, he's pissed off about that, rightfully so, but that's why he's suspicious. Mm-hmm. That's why he might be a villain, because he's not all smiles and
2: sunshine. He doesn't put up with them being like, uh, being fucking mooches, like, right. like, 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 as he should. This like- is the plight of the proletariat. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, yeah, like it yeah, what a, what a nightmare. And of course too, like um I I do love the the motivation for for Velma to uh You know, like, be the one who kind of goes after and, like, is is mega suspicious of Bo. Not only because she's the science person who, you know, like, is going to bring the doubt to whether these are, like, uh, real mysteries or not, but also because she hates men. So it works. It's good. It's a a good bit. If I hung out with the people that Velma hung out with, I would also hate men. I hate everyone. (laughs) And (laughs) dogs. And dogs. Yeah. Damn. Yeah, I I respect it. Like, (laughs) it's definitely not a character flaw. Yeah, Snakebite really hates tourists, as you, really you mentioned in your, tour- your essay. Tourists, that yeah. We see a couple of, like, modern, recent dead tourists, which I guess, like, could just be the cat ladies. You yeah, because they have, have to lure
0: people to the yeah. island every year. But, like, I like to think that they're actually people <laughs> that Snakebite has killed.
2: I, I think it's fun, too. Because he
0: hates tourists. Yeah, like... Oh, I hate your dang tourists!
2: How is... Yeah, amazing Snakebite has lived they yeah, just they've right. just tolerated it and he's good for it i guess or he does he's unaware um uh all he wants to do
0: is try to catch that catfish big mona
2: mm-hmm. oh uh to to go back to your point about Bo uh and his justification uh i actually quoted you uh while while we were watching uh that scene is uh, bow's only angry because he has to clean up after that idiot dog <laughs>
0: yeah yeah <laughs> that's a, every time
2: <laughs> yeah I would be I would be fucking mad, too, frankly. Oh, yeah. I don't have any notes about like the the voodoo dolls and whatnot. That's all fine and fun. Uh, I mean, I
0: do love that like Velma is able to very quickly reshape the dolls into to make them look like Miss Lenoir and Lena. So they can so they can throw the cat the cat people around. Yeah, that was. She's right. like, oh yeah, just a, second, just a second, And she just like <laughs> reshapes it.
2: It's like, damn, are voodoo dolls that easy? <laughs> she she does have some good use in the movie. Like she does get you know yeah. some good heroic moments, which is good. I want
0: to talk about a little bit right.
2: about like how they turn out to be cat people.
1: No, that's my yeah, next Yeah, yeah, the yeah. World. It's time. It's time.
0: Because like up until that point, the movie is like everything is ghosts and zombies it's on you know, brand like two different things but like related they're both like the living dead or you know they're they're manifestations of dead people it's macabre yeah your pirate ghosts and then your pirate yeah. zombies and spending for the set yeah, louisiana
2: sure. you know like uh, yeah
0: you know i i can i can get down with that that's fine and then completely burying the lead there turn out to be cat people at the end.
2: Right. So especially considering like how uh, it's like, how
0: does that, come how in? much
2: everything else is foreshadowed? Yeah. And set up for, for the, the, the child viewers, like, like the, the cat only, people come out of nowhere. The only
0: yeah. foreshadowing is that there are like a couple dozen cats on the house and yeah. like on the property.
2: So, uh, I was bad. I didn't do any homework. Is Catman a big thing in Louisiana?
0: I don't think so. I don't I mean, know. Like, okay, I'm,
2: I'm googling it now because like that's that's all I can think of is like like why they picked cat people is like cat man is like a big is like a like a big like a I mean, uh, cat people, uh,
1: cat people was a very famous you know horror movie from the 40s. Yeah, and I think it's set in the south. I think it's set. I thought it was set in like um it's been a
0: long time since I've seen it, but I thought it was set in like Mexico or something. Like South South. In the <laughs>
1: deep south. Deep <laughs> South. I can't remember. Don't yeah, quote I can't my, quite quote remember. Um, I just remember but... a bunch
0: of people speaking Spanish, so
2: No. The Wikimoco or Wiki Wiki Wico Miko Wik- Miko. Catman is uh Maryland. <laughs> So that's not it. Yeah,
0: I don't know um, why they're cat why the people. fuck
2: did they pick cat people? Like, what a weird choice.
0: Like, it's it's creative, it's fun. I like I I like the idea in a vacuum, but to shoehorn it in at the end of a movies of a movie yeah. that
2: up till this point there was oh. there was really no reason for them to be cat people. Like, like they, they could have just been like again like voodoo priestesses like out for immortality, <laughs> and that would have been fine. You know, yeah. um, I think maybe part of it too i i would wonder like again like this movie's got a lot of erasure written all over it again like it's a plantation but there's no like talk about the slaves you know like they practice voodoo but like then vodun and shit but like it's a little weird and i wonder like how much of it like they were originally like voodoo priestesses but like making like them out to be the bad you know so they had to be like well we can't just straight up do vodun because like you know, like, I, whatever. So, like, what if they're cat people instead? And Like, like if that
0: I was see, the logic. I see where you're coming from, but I don't think any of that it's really would hard to been considered in 1998.
1: Yeah. I think one thing to consider, too,
2: is...
0: Also, I wouldn't call it erasure in a children's movie. Like, It's weird. Oh, yeah,
2: it, yeah, it's an overplayed way to put it. But, like, but I, it's, it
0: is. But, like, watching it as an adult, like, it's hard to look at that stuff and, and like, not think of the the common associations you're gonna say something Ben yeah
1: well what, one thing I was gonna say is you have to consider in the 90s especially they were very sensitive to witchcraft and it's effect on children <gasps> that's oh. true a great point. Yeah, they probably didn't want to have too much explicit voodoo in there. Yeah, uh, right. to try to you know get it to as many kids as possible. Do they
0: even use the word the no. voodoo in this no. movie? I don't think so. I, I think they, they maybe just, they do, but I don't think so. No, because they they just say that the that the dolls are made out of magic wax. They don't say they're voodoo dolls. Like they are, but
2: yeah. Hmm. How about it? So they're cat people. Yeah. How about it? Not what I was expecting. And I, I didn't have any memory of, of them being in Catgirls. Oh,
0: see, that was that was like my main pervading memory. I didn't rem- I remember. I remembered there were zombies involved But the cat people is what I think about wild. Yeah, Yeah. I I, well, because it's such a fucking weird left turn. It is. It is weird. Even as a kid, I thought that was weird. Like I liked it, but I was like, it's such a weird thing to add on. And like, that's that's what I remember about this movie, because it's like it's the it's the first Scooby Doo where the monsters are real. But not only that, they're also cat people.
2: What I will say is if you're going to do anthro characters or whatever make them creepy and weird and yeah. they do that so like like when it comes to them being like like I have I have written down like anime cat girls as a joke but like it, it's funny because like they look hideous like they do like a their faces get all wrinkly and scary yeah. looking and uh, and menacing and like they, they look like monsters which is <laughs> the way like to do it
1: most anime cat girls in
2: real life I mean honestly though like <laughs> it, it, it's uh, well we don't want to alienate of our viewers but like the uh, our listeners but uh, no, I I much prefer that they go the monstery route with it. That's fine. But their their origin story I, I thought was fucking wild. Like they were settlers who came to the island um, and happened to worship a cat god. Where the fuck they came from? Yeah, I don't who know knows? where that came from. Like yeah, I, yeah what their origin is like like before they were settlers there? Who knows? Like what? I don't know where they would have come from like to worship a cat god other than like set from Egypt. Well, no,
0: but they're like, they're obviously French because uh, right. But who in France worships well, exactly? A cat god? That's what I'm saying. Like yeah. Mister Waz still has a French accent, not like a Cajun accent, like a French, French. accent. Yeah, yeah. And it makes sense if they are like the original settlers, and Louisiana was settled mostly by the French. So, like, but where is the cat god coming yeah. from? <laughs> they just shoehorn that in. It's like it's like, uh, we prayed to our cat god for bountiful harvest. It's like
2: okay, cool. Why? Yeah. Where? Where did that come from? And and so to lead into that, we have one of the uh, the, uh, the next most macabre moment, yeah. like legitimately macabre, like moment uh, in this children's movie, where Captain Moonscar shows up, and uh, like for the settlers in this flashback, like way back in pirate times, and forces them all out into the gator infested water to be eaten alive by gators. Yeah. Like and you see them like like uh forcing these people like like these like like poor settlers like out into the water, you know, like terrified and scared. We see the alligators go in and under the water and like moving towards them and then like the the reactions as like the the two uh ladies like the two survivors who are the the cat ladies um yeah. like like watch as they're like they're their friends and family are devoured, like like painfully, and then we hear the screams. Wild, wild! That's in a kid's movie. Yeah, um, totally. Holy shit! Like, like that's insane. Um, and I wonder if I don't remember it because like I blocked it out. Like that was that was, ins- yeah, that was I didn't. Nuts. I
0: didn't remember that aspect of it either. Yeah, um, they get eaten but it by also, gators. Well, like. It makes it makes sense that they would then like offer their souls to become cat people to like wreak vengeance on the pirates. Yeah, that's believable. And their cat
2: god would do it because they'd feel bad because holy but then shit, they just turned evil. Yeah, see that's the thing, right? Is like they were pretty justified in their motives. And what's weird is like they play up the zombies to be like the good guys to be like, no, they're telling him get out because you need to leave. Yeah, uh, the zombies are just trying to warn you to get off the fucking island so you don't get sacrificed and your souls don't get sucked, but. Also, the zombies are really bad. Moonscar like fed people to alligators. Like, what's going A lot on there? Of the Zombies are Confederate soldiers. <laughs> yeah, the the cat ladies are kind of justified. Like, what's up with that? You know?
1: Yeah, I don't it's, know.
2: It's it's you know it, it's gray villains, and yeah, and it's, that's it's it's morally it's morally ambiguous, ambiguous. <laughs> and I respect the shit out of it. Frankly, I I think that's great. Ballsy even murky like the swamps yes uh uh so i guess just oh yeah, over time they were corrupted and perverted in their immortality uh and they just yeah they started sucking those those tourists dry which i guess is where the term suck the head comes from um or i think I, i've written down my notes a whole new meaning for suck the head which for non-southern listeners is uh uh, uh a reference to Eaton crawdads
1: why sip when you can suck?
2: suck oh yeah you gotta suck the head
1: that's a that's the thing and um, that is a reference I was thinking meant something completely different <laughs> yeah no it, 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 uh, My Weirdly mind wholesome was uh, entirely in the gutter for suck. that no you get
2: a line you uh, I'll get turn to we'll on the cross uh, we'll go down the i let me start that one over uh you know you get a line I'll get a pull let's go down to the crawdad hole and suck some head ooh,
1: ooh, uh. slap it
0: Slop some top.
1: Oh yeah. Well that <laughs> yep. that is a, okay. get the soul sucked out of you, yeah. so to speak.
2: Man, she my kids like a slurp. So yeah, they they drain their they try to drain their life force. Um and then yeah, I, I just have written down like Confederates and murder pirates are good guys. Yeah. Weird? And then uh, not sexy cat girls, thank God. And then uh after they are foiled and the moon uh, sets or sunrises or uh, ten, whatever it is, um, the the they ritual to, is incomplete. Yeah,
0: they have to complete their ritual uh, when the moon reaches its the harvest mm. moon reaches its zenith, and, and they, literally as soon as they go past that, it's like oh, then <laughs> they just
2: disintegrate <laughs> out of runtime. Uh, yeah, no, no. Well, they don't just disintegrate. Disintegrate. You know, they just get raiders of the lost arct. The flesh is melted. The cat flesh is melted off yeah. of their bones, and they're reduced to skeletal ash it's wild once again extremely macabre for a kids movie and, um, and all
0: the the zombies uh do too
2: yeah They're they they like, all just yeah, like get disintegrated
0: like the flesh just like falls off of them and they just like disintegrate and then a very small ghost of robert e lee appears and salutes <laughs> and salutes the gang weird choice <laughs> thank y'all <laughs> and then this is set
1: free I I, I I what the bizarro sequel where the ghost of robert e lee just haunts people
0: so the gang in this case are actually bad guys by letting the ghost of robert e lee go to heaven honestly
2: i think uh, the the happiest ending for this movie would have been for these Pervert, degenerate, hippies to have had their soul sucked, and, and the cat, zombies. the cat people, just to go on living like they deserve. Yeah, because
0: they're bad. They're bad people. They exploit the labor of the working class. Mm-hmm. Um, the they, zombies they, deserve they, to be zombies simp- in they eternal pain. They sympathize uh, with Confederates. And you know what? This is the perfect segue to cycle back to something that I didn't bring up in my essay. But I do want to talk about is way back when they're in the French Quarter. We see that in the back of the mystery machine, they have whole banks of computers. Yeah. In 1998. There's only
1: one answer for that. They're CIA operators. Yeah. They're, they're feds. They're feds. And that explain And then you look at their actions through the
0: rest of the movie: exploiting the proletariat, sympathizing with racists, working
1: as a narc, working as a narc. The
0: gang are ops. The mystery gang are ops. That's my ultimate thesis on Scooby-Doo on Zombie Island. They are in, they're in. they in the CIA. <laughs> and
1: Damn. when you think about it, the the cat ladies, they were just wasting. A Fed's time by making him do menial gardening labor.
0: Yeah, further evidence that the cat people are actually the good guys. Yep. Wow.
1: How about
2: it? We did it. We solved the mystery. Great gang. work,
0: guys. We did it. Yeah, yeah, we got. Wow.
2: We we solved the whole mystery. I think that's that's all of my my bullets. I'll, I'll, I'll double check, but yeah, I think
1: we. I we, mean, we unless y'all have all any
0: them. anything else to hit, I feel like, like, we've come to, like, a really solid thesis. Are you all ready to just rate this? Yeah, this it's is, a terrifying get time. It
1: over with.
2: Cleveland. <laughs> oh, I hadn't even thought about my rating. I'm gonna give it a, I'm gonna give it a fun three. It's a kid's movie, and I think as a kid's movie, it does a great job, and if you have kids, and you want to scare the fuck out of them, little kids, you know, and you want to scare the living fuck out of them, this movie's great for that, and that's good! It's fun, everyone, you know, like, uh, they need to grow up at some point. You, know, you strengthen them up a little bit, you know. Yeah, they might
0: turn out like us. Yeah, and that's and uh, have a horror podcast in twenty years. Yeah,
2: and that's fine. Uh, so, uh, okay, so as a kids' movie, I'm I'm gonna give it like a like a strong four. Uh, as an adult, like a two point five or three. So, well, we'll just average at it three. Um, it's it's fine. It's fun. Um, it's no dark crystal. Mm-hmm. That movie is still a five for me. Like that's a goddamn masterpiece. The labyrinth or anything else like that. And a lot of like other quality children's movies, but and it's a three. Um, and, and uh, partly because like, the protagonists are all pretty reprehensible and um, uh, I think set a bad example for kids uh, Fred and Daphne, that's not healthy Whatever the fuck is going on with them? That's not a healthy. Like, like relationship. Should
0: we break down all of the characters by which of the seven deadly sins they personify?
2: Um, so, <laughs> oh my god, do you have do you have some thoughts on that? Like, uh, I mean,
0: I have I have the obvious ones. Um, I mean, gluttony. Shaggy and Scooby are gluttonous for sure. Yeah, um, no doubt about that. Um, I would say.
2: Fred is pride. He's a, he's pretty easily No, I would say
0: I would say Fred is lust, Daphne is pride. Oh, okay. I would say Shaggy is actually sloth. See, I was thinking about that too. That's an interesting one. <laughs> what is the I think the 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 dark horse is what is Velma?
2: Well, Velma I, I think Velma is the most pure out of all of them. Like Velma is the one I, I still think like is is a reasonable or great person Velma as a is cartoon wrath. character. Um, oh, that's kind
0: of what I was yo, thinking yeah, too. Yeah,
2: like she's the one who's like gonna rip apart your your wall and shit.
0: <laughs> yeah, I think Velma is wrath. <laughs> wrath. Yeah, yeah, that
2: checks out. That's <laughs> um, well, great. Good, good aside, guys. We yeah, added some more
0: to that. We
2: did it. Uh, well, well done. Well done, everyone. Okay, so three um, for you. Yeah, three. Yeah,
1: Ben. Uh, well, this movie made me hungry. And it didn't have Scrappy-Doo in it, so two and a half out of five. Wait,
2: wait, wait. Hold it. Okay, here's an age gap situation right here. It y- Lower score because it didn't have scrappy do. No, higher score. Oh, okay, good. Okay. Yeah, good, yeah, good, good, good. Yeah, scrappy do, sucks D- shit. Okay, no we, we're on the same page. Yeah. Okay. scrappy do
1: sucks. sucks. Yeah. yeah. Um,
0: cool. Yeah, you know, like, when I was a child, I would have given this five easily. Yeah. Because as a five-year-old, it was a five. It was a perfect amazing film run it again rewind it's hard for me to rate this one because I I'm just at an age where Scooby Doo something very obviously for young children is annoying to watch (laughs) and uh, the characters are annoying Um, and a lot of this movie was pretty annoying but trying to look at it from a more childlike perspective like would children enjoy this like I obviously did I think they still would so I'm also kids have terrible taste yeah. I mean, oh my God. Yeah. True facts. Um, but I'm with you, Cleveland. I'm going to give it a three as well. Yeah. That, that, that feels about right. Um, I can't, I'm, I can't recommend it to our listeners because I uh, assuming no children listen to this show. I would hope not I really hope. not. Yeah, no, definitely um, not like
2: 18, you know, plus listeners, I can't please. Re-
0: I can't recommend this to adult viewers but parents, I can't. Yeah, I that's would, what I'm saying. Yeah. I would recommend it to if we have any adult listeners with young children. Yeah, then I would recommend it. It's on Netflix. Your children probably know what Scooby Doo is. Scooby Doo's still fucking going. It's never gonna end.
2: Yeah, and um, the, the movie has an intro sequence with with the gang beforehand, so we we yeah, get the exactly. you know they yeah. get the setup and everything.
0: Well, goddamn! Then that'll give Scooby Doo on Zombie Island a 2.8 out of five pods. Um, I can't. I still can't believe that we watched and critically discussed this movie and I love gave it. it a numerical rating. It all feels like too much for a children's movie.
1: <laughs> That's part of the fun.
0: Um, next week is your pick, Ben. Yes, I uh, think well, I already know.
1: I wanted to cover something new. Uh, so. Even though it's COVID time, there are still new horror movies coming out a plenty.
2: One of which is the that CG Scooby-Doo movie that came out well, recently. Yes. Ooh, I
1: heard that one was bad. I <laughs> did too. I'm glad we didn't watch that. Yeah, and I think that's uh, all we have to say about it. Though that might be a, a revenge movie if I've ever heard one. No, 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 no. <laughs> I mean, not for me. I'm not going to pick it.
2: <laughs> Unless, unless you pick. (laughs) No, no, I'm not going to pick it it right now. Because whichever
1: one of y'all wins, I lose. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. Uh, No, I'm not going to pick it this time. Instead, I'm going to pick the new movie Possessor, which is uh, Brandon Cronenberg's film, Son of David Cronenberg. Ooh, Uh, And I've been hearing lots of really good things, so I'm really excited. Yeah,
0: it looks awesome. I'm very stoked for this one. That should be a uh, much different film than the one we just talked about, I sure hope. Uh, Cleveland, who is our Thanksgiving sponsor?
2: This week is brought to you by the sensation that comes from eating a little too much food. You know, you've had a little bit too much, and you're thinking, but you're still thinking about having some more. And, you know, like sometimes you should, but sometimes you shouldn't. And I, I leave that choice up to you. And that's a really boring and not even funny sponsor. So we're going to try that again. Leave it in. I don't give a shit. But like, No,
0: I think it's
1: good because uh, it's Thanksgiving. Yeah, it's, and it's I Thanksgiving, think, and I think but it's, we can do something I think better.
0: It's a, I think it's a sponsor uh, that a lot of people can relate to today. Hopefully a lot of people are feeling that right now as they're listening to this episode at the end of their Thanksgiving Full, but still contemplating more. Sleepy from the turkey.
1: Just but- remember, we are your trip to family. Ooh. <laughs> yes, we are. That's a good one. Uh, we have two sponsors this week in that
2: case. Uh, the other one is brought to you by Giblet and Fibbly. Uh Giblet and Fibly, the proud makers of the... Uh, the backyard turkey catcher. Um, tired of buying and spending money on turkeys at the store? Yep. Install this thing. It 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 it's uh, essentially a giant blender full of blades, and uh, it works. Catching t- for tur- catching turkeys or uh, you know spare raccoons or whatever's coming through your backyard.
0: Cats, whatever. Yeah,
2: neighborhood children. Who's to say? You know, but uh, it all tastes like turkey at the end of the day, and that's 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 what really matters. And I think that's what Thanksgiving is about.
0: Well, on that note. Let's bring this Thanksgiving episode to a close. If you like the show and you're not driven off by us talking about children's movies, uh, then leave us five stars on Apple Podcasts. That's the thanks that keeps on giving. Amen. uh, Yeah. Leave us a, a review. Share an episode with your friends maybe with your family on Thanksgiving, if you're able to be with your family this year.
2: Yeah, um, I'm sure you'd love COVID to share uh, two, two uh, three grown men talking about uh, uh, Fred and Daphne cucking each other with I your family. I, I'm sh- that, that would be great, I'm sure. I don't
0: think we made any cum jokes this episode. I could be wrong. Yeah,
2: but we've now if made we a cum reference. A no, we definitely did. Suck in the head. That whole conversation was definitely That's true. about... That's true. Yeah. Yep. I mean, it was it was all uh, innuendo, but
0: share this episode with your family if they're cool. Yeah, <laughs> uh, you can follow us on Twitter at Pod People Pod or find us on Letterboxd at Letterboxd.com slash Pod People Or you'll find a list of all the films we talked about on the show with our average ratings and links to those episodes. Um I'm on Twitter at Some Spooky Snake.
1: I'm on Twitter
2: at Mr. Sheets. And I'm occasionally tweeting for Light Arc Studio as I continue uh as we all continue further progress on It Stares Back Tower Call, the next chapter that's coming out. Go check out the trailer. It's pretty rad. I just did some work on that today. You did, doing some writing. Um yeah, we're we're pretty hype about it. You can also see my work on ArtStation if you search Cleveland Mosier. I've got all kinds of cool paintings of characters and other fun things. Uh yeah. And uh uh, uh, yeah, hit me up on Twitter or uh, e- email, and you know, if you just want to say hello, you can join our, our It's just Back Discord as well on our yeah. website, LightArkStudio.com. Uh, and that is everything from me.
0: All right. Well, uh, go get that second or third or fourth plate of Thanksgiving deliciousness. And um, if you're not able to be with your families today, like Ben said, we'll be your family, your trip to family. Happy Thanksgiving. And one last time. Jankies.
1: Damn. Zoinks. Thank
0: you It's
1: time again. And you just might die of fright. It's a terrifying time. Ooh. You hear the beating of your heart, you know the scream is gonna start. Here comes the really scary.
0: All the trees begin to moan, and the monsters grunt and roam. Rotting faces full of slime, don't you know it's terror time?